Welcome into Inside LAFC, MVP from Overcast Gray, Eastern Los Angeles, which is the same weather we're getting all over Los Angeles on this wonderful Memorial Day weekend. I hope you had a good one. How was your weekend, Vince? Busy. Very busy. Working with uh, my significant other at some some markets under this gray weather, but it was fun. Um, But I'm tired, and I wish we would have had a day off, but... We have to do this for the people, the podcast for the people. You need this because it's a big week. This is going to be a good podcast. Lots to discuss, a comprehensive preview of the CONCACAF Champions League final. This is a finals football match, everything at stake. And Vince will give you a little something extra as to why this could put LFC on a very, very high summit. We'll also be joined by Marco Garces, director of football, who came from Mexican football in Pachuca. He's been a big part in recruiting and scouting players. He'll give us an idea of what to expect in this these two matches because he's very familiar with Leon. This is a proper final preview. Like Max and I, we make a <laughs> we few do. jokes here and here, but we really get into it. So if you're saying, I, I haven't seen Leon since we played them all the way back in 2020, we're going to tell you exactly what's going on with them. And then on top of it, we have Marco Garces to really take us over the top with the actual details and the real football. You're going you're gonna to learn a lot, so you're going to need this not just for this leg coming up away in Leon, but keep it handy because you can listen to it again before Sunday at BMO Stadium. A quick word for all those who've made Memorial Day possible. Thank you for all that you have done so that we could sit here and talk football on a, a lovely day here. And as you can see, the crowds are starting to, to clip through here in Los Angeles. Hope you're all having a great time and are safe. Inside LAFC MVP podcast starts right now. Let's get right into it here on Inside LAFC MVP. I'm not going to bore you with the weather as much as I'd like to uh, because it's uh, it's pretty bad though. It wrecked Thanks. my beach day on Sunday, but that's all right. It's not about me. It's about LAFC. Are you okay? I mean, uh, you know what? Maybe the weather's a good thing because Memorial Day. The fact that we're working, maybe it's a good thing. The weather. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. We're gonna work. Yeah, we are gonna work. <laughs> we're gonna go through a lot in this podcast. We're gonna. This is great work this. weather. Great work weather. Max and I are gonna get you ready for everything CCL and how important this week is because how important is it? It might be the most important week in LAFC history. I mean, no joke. Maybe, 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 maybe the first game in Seattle because that's the start of everything. But when you talk about a team like LAFC holding the Supporter Shield, holding MLS Cup, holding their domestic trophies, and then doing well in the league, reaching the final, and the fact that they can capture the first international trophy in club history to hold all those trophies. We can even maybe put the Western Conference trophy in there so now we got four of them. To hold all of them, that would be... I gotta say it, Max. Uh, the greatest, unprecedented, unprec- for sure. Unprecedented in, would would in, be factually accurate, but I'm gonna throw my opinion on it. Greatest MLS team of all time. I can't argue that. Uh, if they finish it, maybe even with well, we well, let's take it one step at a time. Uh, for those who may be unfamiliar with the CONCACAF Champions League, it's a Champions League that they're having all over the world. The UEFA Champions League, which we're most familiar with, the Copa Libertadores in South America, the Asian Champions League, the uh, African Champions League. By the way, there was almost a chance, they're all playing at the FIFA Club World Cup, there was almost a chance that Al Nasser with Cristiano Ronaldo would have, because they're the host, it's in Saudi Arabia in December, that's what they're playing for, mm-hmm. to play in this, that if he won, the, which they didn't, they finished second, that Cristiano Ronaldo could be waiting for everyone there. Do you know what place Do you know what place they were in before Cristiano Ronaldo? First. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Yeah, but he's got piles of money. He does. He wins. He won He won at life. I, well, maybe not. Look, the a Saudi team upset Flamengo, the Brazilian champions, one of the biggest clubs in the world, and played 
in the final against Real Madrid. So we could start to dream if LAFC wins this. They go to Saudi Arabia, mm -hmm. play in the Club World Cup, and could play Manchester City, which is a good jump-off point because I think there's the comparison. Manchester City is in the conversation, and I, I would make a very good conversation, that this Manchester City team, if they hit their targets, could be considered the best soccer team ever. Uh, because it's coming from Europe. We could say we're in this region, but when you look at a team, what they have done, they, they just won the Premier League. Mm -hmm. They have the FA Cup against Manchester United. That's the second trophy. That, and that obviously is a, carries a little less weight. But if they win the Champions but, but League But to beat in their June, rival and then the yes, Champions League. They're, they're facing Inter. They beat Real Madrid. They win those three trophies. And we love to have these conversations and arguments. So whatever, don't have an argument. Have a very civil conversation if you can. Uh, they're right up there. Well, there's always a slight letdown when you win a trophy. I know that it, once you have a trophy, and Marco Garces will talk about this, our guest will talk about it. Was this, when, winning breeds winning. When you get a trophy, you seem to continue to win. But there's always a little bit of a letdown. So to, to hold all the trophies in one year, to keep your focus when you win the league, and then you go to the next uh, trophy, to, to be able to do that is uh, at least an epic feat from a mentality standpoint. But even physically, I mean, we've seen these guys. We've watched these guys so far this season. It seems like every two days there's a match like we were max and i are tired we're not playing in any of these yeah. games so the fact that they're going to do this and and you're right max the men's the man city and the european um kind of sentiment and, and parallel is the way we should look at this and i know a lot of people are thinking i don't know that much about tcl it it's a big deal like you you're not just laying claim to you're like yeah we might be the best team in in our region no you are your best team in the region and i think as this is growing, it's getting harder and harder to play in as more MLS teams are getting to the final. Um, yes, Seattle won it last year, but I don't think it's a given. And more teams are going to take this seriously. Uh, the teams in Honduras, El Salvador, uh, all around the region are getting better, and they're expanding this tournament to make it more like the, the UEFA Champions League because that original UEFA Champions League, Real Madrid reeled off five in a row. There was and like was, four teams. Yeah, it wasn't a lot. And, and then expansion I, really illuminated it. You well, know. I think that's kind of the way our Champions League's been for the longest time. It's been a, it's 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 weird that it's been an international competition that's not been shed an international light on. Like it hasn't been shown in the way that it has. And I think now it's growing, and we're getting a wider um, spotlight on it. And so if you don't know about it, I totally understand. But like, get informed because these games are going to be as exciting as any co international competition around the world. It was great to win MLS Cup, but by playing in the Champions League and being able to say you could be the best MLS club, that MLS Cup is embedded in this campaign, this Champions League campaign. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's a better way to look at it. So get very hyped. Marco Garces, the director of football here for... You don't get here by accident, I think is what you're saying. He will talk about that as well. And, and you know, people will say, hey, if LAFC wins this, will it change the perception of the sport here uh, for the league, for the club? for the sport. I go maybe a little bit, but I can promise you, and I think Marco will, will touch on this, south of the border where soccer is king, football is king, it's going to change the perception a bit. And people are going to look at MLS and people are going to get angry. Is he, I don't want to take away <laughs> his be, talking points. It'll but, be the meme with the dog where everything's on fire and he has this coffee cup and he's yeah. just going, this is fine. No, this it's not. Fine. Not there. And what does that mean? How does that look? I can't quite tell you that, but you know if you're the champion of something that eyes turn there and maybe fans in Mexico, fans of the Mexican league in the United States will go, wait, this league is for real. Maybe I'm going to give it a peek. Maybe I'll kick the tires on, on following the league or following this club. I think understanding that the level is raising is one thing, but then concretely seeing it when an MLS team raises a trophy will definitely get some wondering, 
wait, are the better players north of the border? Am I missing out on something? Should I maybe be watching more of this than, let's say, a European game that's hours ahead of mine when I can actually maybe go to these games if I live in Mexico, especially with Leagues Cup coming up? I, I just, you're right. I think it will raise, raise the level and it will raise the profile and the priority of fans. Uh, maybe, like you said, maybe not as much in the United States, but south of the border, yeah. the region will be taking notice. You win... As a league, you win two in a row. That is, uh, that's a big indicator, I think. That uh, and when you win three in a row, that's called a winning streak. <laughs> Sorry, I had, I had to forget to. Uh. Good one. Well, look and look, it's a final. LAFC was in it before. We're going to talk about what they did in 2020 because it was abbreviated and uh, um, does this one compromised a bit? Not that I could say that now. They they didn't win it. But you never know if you get back to this again. But LAFC has proven they can three years later. But you just don't know when this opportunity will arise. So seize it. And Leon knows that as well. But there is a it's there's so something different. that they could. It's so different. You can lean into it a little bit. Certainly the first leg at Leon. Yeah. They have that intel and they'll be able to use it. Just like in the final, they traveled down there for the first leg. They lost that game two settle. They came back and won the home leg three zip. Mm -hmm. So you can certainly take the two legged affair with a common opponent and move forward. After that, there's nothing familiar with I, this Champions League and that one. That two legs against Leon in the, that round, the round of 16, feels more real to me than the cup run to the final. I, honestly, I no, take nothing away from that 2020 team. What they had to do in the circumstances to go to the bubble, away from their families, no fans. Uh, they went down in a lot of those games and were able to claw their way back against all League MX sides. That is incredible, but it feels like a fever dream, Max. Yeah. It, just, it doesn't feel real, because maybe because we were so far away from it, and that's why to be able to actually be a part of this process, and I hope a lot of you were, were at the home games against Alajuela, Alajuense, or against Philadelphia, like the fact that we've gotten to have games and gotten through the normal process of home and away, it just feels that much more concrete. And that's why, again, this week is so huge. This is a culmination. There's really is the turning of a chapter here. Like the, I feel like we all feel like we're at the end of something, although we have still half a season to go and League's Cup. But if it's something's gonna happen. Like something's happening here. There's gonna be punctuation at this part of the season. Where we're all gonna be talking about it for years to come. Gonna have to get a, that a bigger trophy case. Well, I don't think we have an official trophy case, but we're probably gonna have to start building one and make it with a little Max and more I'll shoulder room. Uh, it's uh, it's an incredible opportunity. I will say about 2020 that LAC. Remember in the tournament in Orlando. Uh, beat Cruz Azul in America, narrowly lost to Tigres. They led that game, and uh, Tigres came back at the end. Tigres went on the FIFA Club World Cup, and they beat Palmeiras, which is a top-20 team in the world, the Brazilian powerhouse, beat them, played Bayern in the final. It was tightly contested, and mm -hmm. if Tigres win that game, they can call themselves officially world the champions. best club in the world because mm -hmm. they beat... They played all the teams from the other confederations, and they beat them. Europe, European teams win it every year, but it's an. Ex and I'm, by the way, I'm getting this idea, this vision of the 3252 arriving in Saudi Arabia and <laughs> join that moment. That's Joe filming it. His head just went up. He goes, "Wait, that's what? an away day. Yeah, There's an away day. I hope Joe you're saving your your frequent flyer mileage. Might need it. It's a little further than Guanajuato. Yeah, just. <laughs> but uh, this is a very good LAFC team, mm -hmm. well equipped as we have seen in a competition. Because they not only made the final, they just, I mean, with, it was got a little sweaty there, sweaty palms in the matchup against uh, Alahualenza in the second leg. But Vancouver and Philadelphia, clean. 14 goals in six games. They mm -hmm. only conceded three. 
LAFC is uh, built for tournaments. They're, they are a favorite, according to the sports book, a pretty significant mm -hmm. one here as well. Having the second leg at home is a huge benefit to LAFC. And, and to your point, the first two rounds, uh, it wasn't just professional performances away from home. It was like you go in there and go, we did, we did what we had to do, and we come home, we're going to be a little bit more comfortable. Philly was a little bit different, and I do feel like Philly is the best um, appetizer for LAFC here because you were playing against a team that obviously wanted to get to a final, but on top of it, they had some revenge on their mind. Uh, they had a little bit of extra added motivation, uh, motivation. Now, there's not that many, although there is a few leftovers from that Leon team that, that uh, LAFC came back against. Um, I, I just... I think you, when you go to Leon, you're going to have to control your emotions. And the fact that LFC have just come off playing a team in the last round that really wanted to make it emotional, make it about, like I said, the revenge factor, that's going to be very good for this because uh, you'll see when we talk to Marco Garcia, it's almost not about football. And Max and I, we're going to try to break it down, but ultimately his top-level thinking was it's, it's about controlling moments, controlling your emotions, and just dealing with everything, all the noise outside of you. We, we will split the uh, responsibility of previewing Leon with Marco, so we'll do it here. We're not going to pretend we know much. I watched some Liga Emekis. I would watch a lot more if I could, but there are so many hours in the day. Mm -hmm. uh, and by the way, Philadelphia, since uh, getting bounced out, have been on, on a really good run in right. MLS, uh, and I'm happy for that because we need clubs that consistently are good. Philadelphia Union are certainly one of them. Leon we weren't tested in the round of 16 in the quarterfinals. Had pretty uh, Tauro of Panama, and then I think it was Motagua they got by of Honduras. Uh, which was big for uh, no, they, had, they, had, was it? they had Violet, no? Oh, Violet, I'm sorry, Violet yeah. in the quarterfinals. Violet, which is, they were always going to win that after they, the shock Everyone's result. Everyone's going to walk Austin through our shot today. Crystal came so close, but she, she bailed out the last second. What do they think? They think we're just like having a, a, a therapy session here with no. F the best part is. Now you guys have realized, because uh, I, I broke a little bit of the continuity here by talking about everybody walking wall. into our shot, because we filmed something earlier, and you will see there's some special guests that yes. walk through our shot. Very good. So continue watching as if you were, as if, come on, Max and I are about to break down this game for you. You're going to stick around. So far, sorry about that. Violet was a team. Where was I? Uh, but they big step up in the semifinals against Tigres. Uh, they beat the team that are the, the Mexican the champions. champs. Uh, was, that game was amazing. And I know Marco was watching. I hope you m many of the supporters would tune in. But it was just electric. It, it was a and it's going to be electric in Leon because they love the sport in Mexico. You don't need me to tell you that. But whether it's Liga MX uh, Liguilla or whether it's uh, the Concacaf Champions League, this is a big deal in that footballing culture. So they came from behind, able to beat Tigres. They were a playoff team, however, lost earlier to San Luis in one of like the, the repechaje to, to qualify for the mm -hmm. quarterfinals. That was back on May the 7th. And it's, it's kind of time. ironic because one of the concerns for MLS teams to do well in CCL is when it begins, mm -hmm. their league isn't in play. Right. So you're not getting real game action to prepare yourself for a major competition. Now it's flipped and it's going to be about three and a half weeks since Leon played. They're trying to get some games under their belt, but you can't imitate it. And LAFC, even though they didn't play this weekend, have been pretty active, plenty active. Mm -hmm. They'll have an edge there. The question is how much of an edge. I think it might, uh, I think it, I think you're going to see LAFC, in comparison to what they did in 2020, I think you're going to see them ease into a game and look up. Because they played there before, because they played more games, 
because of what happened last year and the tension not just with Leon but the league, they're feeling mm-hmm. that pressure. I think you're going to see a good start from uh, LAFC, which would certainly put them in great position for the second leg. At the very least, there's not really a chance that Leon can just run 100 miles an hour in the first 10 minutes and just really get at you, right? And it, it is different. Um, but it is, I, I agree with you, it would absolutely be a factor. For MLS teams, it's a little different, I guess, because every year there's so much turnover in MLS teams, and then you're trying to mold and gel a squad while also trying to get fit. The one benefit that they do have is they did play through a season, and now they're taking off. So it's still the same guys. Yes, your fitness is going to drop a little bit, but you've built up to this fitness. So that that is, but I, still, it has to be a factor. And as you said, uh, going away first, normally you go away and you, you think first 15, 20 minutes, man, we're going to get battered right now. This team's going to give us everything. They're going to be running by us. We're going to be chasing shadows. I don't, I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I just, it's going to be harder just physically for them to, to do that, let alone tactically or dealing with the, the skill level of LAFC. We'll get to that. Uh, we'll expand on that in our keys to the game. But real quickly about Leon and some, some things that stood out. I watched both legs in that semifinal. I watched the, their playoff game and seen some of what they've done. There's some familiar. I mean, I've always been a big Angel Mena fan. He is a handful. He's there. By the way, Chapito Montes, who was there back, uh, he's now 37. We were curious where he is. He is, I got a thumbs up from Marcos. He goes, he is now playing in Chile for Everton of Chile. Do they also wear blue? Like, I have to remember that. Is I used to, no, I used to cover of, Chilean football. Is there any kind of... No. No? My favorite Chilean team is named after the great liberator of Chile, O'Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just love it. Good common name out there, O'Higgins. 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 And, uh, <laughs> well, Everton uh, survived uh, in, in the uh, Premier League yeah. this past weekend. But, well, I like Mena. Uh, Victor Davila has 10 goals, so statistically he's... Uh, Coincidentally, he's a young Chilean striker that they have there. Rodolfo Cota, mm-hmm. solid season goalkeeper. A team. If it gets to that part of the game where maybe yeah. you're looking at penalties down the stretch. Well, I think the biggest takeaway is they, they are a team. And you and I were talking about this just when we were trying to get together. They have good players. Don't, don't get us wrong. But when we played that Leon team before, and maybe not a lot of people knew them, but the Luis Montes, the Angel Mena, the Meneses. Uh, is still on the team, but doesn't play quite quite as much. Like They had guys that maybe we didn't know them, but they were big names in Mexico. Right. Um, and, and just to interrupt you really quick, but if we were previewing this and, the, and you say it was Tigres or Chivas, and they go, give us a name. We Gignac. Have to you go, Gignac. Or for Chivas, you go uh, Alexis Vega. Mm-hmm. It's, it's easy. Whether that's the key player is up for discussion, but it's, you can throw that name out there and say, all right, that's a guy. It's harder to do it with Leon. It, it really is. is a collective. It is, but I think, uh, as Max alluded to, we try to watch as much as we can, but it's hard to. But when you watch Leon, the one thing that stands out immediately is physically and mentally, they're they're there. They're switched on. The the chance that anytime they get a chance to turn you over and then run, they run. They get out and run. They do things at speed, one v one. They're gonna they're gonna get out there. Like once, like as we said, once they kind of get into the the rhythm of the game, the pace of the game, you, you got to look out. Yeah, this is gonna this is gonna be a test, and it's so huge for them. I thought they won the uh, <coughs> the Champions Cup way back, but they haven't won it here, and it's been a minute, and they've seen a lot of other clubs in League MX lift that trophy. Uh, the CONCACAF Champions League, it's been nice for MLS recently, but there was a lot of years where it was two Mexican teams in the finals, so they've been kind of handing it around like a hot potato. So yeah. we got to put an end to that. Some lean years. How do we look like for the keys for this game, um, and what what I'll, does LAFC need to do? I'll jump right back off that my last point, transitions. you got to control transitions. They're going to be so important in this game. Uh, they're going to go quick. Uh, they're going to be fierce about it, and they, they finish their runs. It's not like, you know, you have teams that they want to counterattack, um, and maybe they get out and run, but the, it's like, Every, it's a switch that turns on, and you see four or five of them just getting forward, and they're going to put you under pressure in that way. So your ability to either control those or then to corral, get back, 
uh, delay and get your team back is going to be so important in, in this matchup, especially away from home. Yeah. I don't want to be too superficial, but I'm just looking at what has served LAFC well. And Steve Trunello said it to us each time. We were like, okay, is he really going to do that? And he has. And he said, we're playing to win. And I don't think that's going to change here. So they went out and got uh, three goals at Alawalense. Mm -hmm. They went out and went, got three or four in Vancouver. I mean, they, three. it was over. Yeah. And wasn't the case in Philadelphia, but even if they didn't get that late Kellen Acosta goal, they put themselves in position by losing by one where they were going to get through in the second leg where they were overwhelming. Uh, and I, th that is just, I think, what you want to see them. You want to see them competing. You don't want to see them on their back foot too much. If they give a goal up, they're going to go chase another one. I, 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 I'm confident they're good for a goal, which is something they didn't do back in 2020. Uh, there's no reason to think LFC is going to change it. I think that's going to mess with Leon a little bit when you see this team going, no, 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 this is not your run-of-the-mill MLS club. We're not going to hear protect things for the second leg at home. We're going to try, as we did in every other matchup, mm -hmm. to take care of business in the first leg. Yeah, if we were all, all the way legs. Well, if you're writing, is that a benefit, yeah, right? If you're writing, away legs to start every. If you're writing keys in like a you know, article format and you're putting a headline, it's set the table. Yeah, um, it is such an advantage to have that second leg here, but setting the table and knowing exactly what you have to do, understanding the other team and understanding the game that you have ahead of you, as, as opposed to just solely chasing the game which we did and they did successfully against Leon in that round of 16 but you just don't want that in a final there's right. there, because you need a little bit of luck and you can't count on a little bit of luck when you're chasing a game right and they got the second leg which is what you want because of their performance in this tournament and what, mm -hmm. they got the, the away leg to open it up because of what they did last season so they're not just flipping a coin to see who gets the second leg LAC has earned the right to do that and now the second leg where everything comes into view you've played the 90 minutes ago what do we have to do in the second leg I'm pretty confident LAFC will be in a position to secure it. Player to stick Ooh, out. Player to I, I, I will say this because there's a lot of similarities, but how many players were on the field in 2020 that are now on? Is it just one? Is it? Uh, no. Is it? Wait, Vela? Carlos, Sifu. Sifu, uh, yep, you're right. Chiki. Uh, More than a few. We got. God, now we're going through this. Jesus David Murillo. Um, just. Okay, maybe that's it now. Maybe maybe now I've run out of them. I'm, I'm, I apologize. You will see on this podcast. My memory is a little hit and miss. Well, again, I could do it with it. As I said, uh, that 2020, it just felt the like database, a database. Fe uh, I need a, an extra gig in there somewhere. Fever dream. Fever dream. Uh, but not a lot. So, I mean, I was going to mention uh, some keys or a guy like uh, Timothy Tillman, but I'm curious as to how he is going to respond to playing on a CONCACAF night, which no doubt is going to be a visceral sensation yeah. for him. But it's, he is still going to be my key because I remember when he first played and how he felt a little... Okay. You could say, wait, this guy, is he not ready? And the next game, he was in. He mm -hmm. was in the rhythm and he stayed in that rhythm all the way. And based on what you said with the transition, I, with he's taken a little bit off the, the shoulders of... Um, and I don't know if he's going to start. We'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get a better idea of who's going to play. But he's taking that off the pressure of um, Ilya Sanchez. Ilya, sorry. Ilya Sanchez. Ilya Sanchez with some of the defensive duties. So there is a... He runs a lot. He runs a lot. And I think he's going to be able to close a lot of gaps. And it's going to frustrate him. So because of his skill set, that's a guy I will stick out. But I'm very excited about what the midfield can do. Yeah, the, the midfields, anytime you talk about transition, they're, they're both in that... Uh, they have to control the game. They have to know when to push, when to not. They have to connect the two lines, and they have they have to be able to get back and help help. You know who was great in that 2020 game? Who? Mark Anthony K. Sitting that second leg. Right. I thought he was like one of the best. He was uh, to me. I stood out. I remember that was 
one of his crowning achievements. Maybe he could fill that kind of well, role. Well, because in that, he was able to stifle. Because remember, they didn't have a single shot on target in that home game. And what Mark was so good at was stifling a lot of moments where maybe they could have gotten out in transition, but instead we recover the ball, and then you put them right back under pressure. And that, that becomes big because when you're playing a team that wants to sit back and counterattack, if every time they go to get forward, you just find a way to stifle that transition quickly, what are they going to think? Like, what is, your, their mentality has to shift in a little bit going like, well, the next time I make this run, if I'm just going to have to run back defensively and try to snuff out something the other way, I don't want to do it. And it whether they say it or not, it, it, it comes into play. So I agree with you. Tillman Big, um, I'm going to say the obvious, though, Denny Bwonga. Yeah. When you say transition, too, when LAFC is on transition, yeah. that's going to be a Denny big Denny Bwonga. And, and, and when LAFC is on transition, it's not just um, getting the ball forward. It's not just creating attacks. They're going to have to score goals. At the end of the day, to win a final, you got to score goals. Yeah. You've got to put teams under pressure. And Denny has been, as I've dubbed him, big game Bwonga in the past. And I just think that if he can get out there, um, get running. I still uh, remember bringing up the San Jose game. When he came into that San Jose game, he was vibrating. Like, there was electricity going <laughs> through him. Every time they showed the camera, it was like, he's like, I, I, I've been, he's like, you unleash him from a cage. He literally is like, he comes out there, he's like, I just, I'm so stoked to play. And I loved, uh, after one of the games, somebody asked, do you ever get tired? And he just goes, no. <laughs> Seriously, ever? No. Well, he said, he said, he's like, I, I'm not happy when I'm not playing. Yeah. I'm not happy when I'm not, when I'm on the field, I'm happy. This is what I want to do. This is my life. And it, it, again, it shows to an extent of literally, I thought he had been plugged into a light socket. Yeah, and right on cue. There he is. There he is. I'm not kidding. Danny just walked and by. And a fantastic sweatsuit. Lacoste. Very nice. Uh, so, who is your tailor? And Carlos sir? Vela. Carlos Vela as a wild card because you know what I'd say. One thing you can take around 2020, he rose to that. He knew what was what, and playing these big Mexican clubs, he was consistently good there. Yep. And maybe we deflect because we know what Carlos can do. But that's is such a, a ace up the sleeve that LAFC have. So I remember that. I mean, I don't know how many times I have to remind you, but for all those people who are like, eh, maybe he doesn't care. The dude cares, he and does. the dude's more competitive, and that's why when the brightest lights were on him against those Mexican teams, he was going to show exactly what he could do. I think that was pretty thorough. That was we pretty thorough. Bring Marco well, let's, in. Well, let's before we bring Marco in, let's do this real quick. LFC will win if. I thought we covered that with the. Uh, our we kind of did with the keys, but give me some. LFC. If LFC score a goal in Leon, book it. I like it. Book it. I like it. Okay, and then. Let's do. Let's do the. I'll do the converse. Leon will win if they get a they get a strong result at home. <laughs> they they need they need it. I, I don't think there's there's it's no essential. doubt about there's it's no essential. doubt about it. If it's zero zero one one and they're coming here, I just it's not it happening. It, it can't happen. They have to see what's happened in this competition. How dominant LAFC or, or yeah. uh, excellent they have been on the on away dates. They're going to need a very strong result at home, and I, I mean strong. I mean two nil, three nil, which I. Don't don't foresee happening, which is going to take a lot of luck. So, good luck, guys. Good Best luck. of luck. A lot to be excited about, but you got to execute it. And as we talk to Marco, there's a few issues off the field that are going to come into play or on the field. Whatever that looks like, you put it into the pot, and that's what makes a final. Finals football as good as it gets. No predictions, right? I don't no. want to do one. I feel very confident. I'll say that, though. I, I do I feel, feel very confident. I do feel good about it. It doesn't make me feel good when Vegas goes over heavy favorites. Don't love that. No. Um, but the, the team um, and the health of the team and the way that they've been playing all lead up, leading up to this makes me confident. Excellent. Now we can bring in Director of Football Marco Garces to talk about Leon, to talk about Champions League, and to talk about posting food on Instagram.
which you do want to check out here on Inside LAFC MVP. We're back here inside LAFC MVP. Marco got to say it's our second time. You brought the birds as well. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got to be good luck, right? Good sign. I don't <laughs> Talking know. Talking about a producer it depends off on, air It depends here. on what culture and who you ask, I yeah. think. It <laughs> could be bad. <laughs> depends, depends if the bird does anything. Uh, director of football operations, we're getting ready for a massive week. We were talking about this is like the biggest week for LAFC because all the work that they put into it has led to this. Uh, your your time in Mexico, you've seen this perspective as well. When you think of the CONCACAF Champions League, what comes to mind? Well, I've been involved several times in this tournament. I, it was, I had a chance to be champion a few times, and the last one was in 2017 with Pachuca, when we played that final against Tigres. And well, I know how important it is. It's, it's once you get into these stages, it becomes your priority. We, I'm pretty sure Leon wants to, to win it as much as we do. They've never been uh, champions of any international competition, so I know this has been their focus for the entire year. And now we're in this stage, you know, like you can feel it in your stomach. It's it's it's, it's coming, you know. And this is a big deal in Mexico. Not uh, what did it? What changed last year, maybe from the Mexican perspective, because an MLS team won it in the Sounders? You think? It was it sent shockwaves, you know, like it's the first time that the, that an MLS team has won it, and now we have the chance to win it on a second in a row. It would it would create a massive a massive shockwave, you know, like it's it's the most important thing. When we knew we were coming in this week, we're like, who's the guest gonna be? And I was trying to rack my brain. I was like. Marco has so much experience on the other side, and specifically yes. we wanted to talk to you about Liga MX teams because I don't think a lot of people quite understand it, especially because it's Leon. It's not maybe a Chivas or mm -hmm. a, a, an America, and so people don't quite get the vibe. But looking at Leon, can you kind of tell people what, what Leon is, what they kind of stand for, and what like what is their greatest strength? What is what is Leon known for? Well, if you seen if you saw the the, the the final yesterday of Chivas against uh, Tigres, you know that it doesn't necessarily have to do with football. It's an emotional game. It's something that that it's it goes beyond tactical. <laughs> he does that every week now. <laughs> He's getting better at it. <laughs> He's getting better at it. He's getting better. That that was good. Yeah, that was, that was good. It was like Superman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's not about strategy. It's not about tactics. It's not about the quality of players. It's who can keep their cool in these kind of instances, right? And uh, I think that's going to be massive to, uh, tomorrow. Leon, Leon, you know because you've played against them. It's an emotional place. It's a tiny stadium in which you feel the people above you. The referee is going to play a, a big part in it if he can keep his cool and he can keep uh, just. Uh, judging place as, as it goes and not trying to go too home-sided but uh, you put that out there now because it's <laughs> yeah but it's it's I've, it's the third final I've played yeah. there in the in Leon Stadium so I, I played there as a player a final and then uh, with Pachuca we lost a final there and now it's the third time and I know that it's it's very emotional well, it's like a, it's almost like a sleight of hand for a referee because something will be going on here and he'll be focused, but then behind him something worse might be going on. And so, yes. like as you say, it's almost like what do you keep? If you're a referee, you have to keep your own head in a way. Exactly, exactly. You have to remove yourself, like get a distance from from everything, so that you can keep judging, you know, evaluating. Playing the second leg at home for LAFC is, is ideal, right? But. Yeah. Uh, Winning the first leg if Leon does it, and we saw them do it when they played back in uh, 2020, and they had a, LAFC came back, but I don't think you want to have a habit of coming back. Yep. 
from your perspective, first leg, second leg, how would you, for LAFC's view, how would you prefer it? Is it the way it is right now? It is the way yeah. it is right now. Yeah, I would definitely prefer to, to close in here. Yeah. Then, and because I'm telling you, over there, it's going to be a very emotional game. I think the first 20, 30 minutes will, will, be, uh, will be fundamental in whatever happens in this final, you know. What about the, the layoff for Leon? Haven't played since May 7th. Um, yeah, it's not ideal. Right, and there's no, and they, they don't, there's no one really even play, right? Because the rest of the teams that are not in the playoffs, they're on vacation. Yes. So as a player, I mean, is it, how, how long does it take them to get their bearings in that? Yeah, it's, it's very difficult. I know they played. They played a couple of games. They played against Atlanta. They played against Herediano. So they've been playing. They've been trying to keep the regular weeks, you know, like trying to, to do the microcycle as you usually do in a week. But it's difficult. It's difficult when your head is not in there. The, the, the games don't really matter. You're, you're thinking about not getting injured. So I, I guess it's... It's a little bit like the same for us, you know, we keep on playing games, but you you have this thing in your head about the final and you can't really focus on anything, you know. What is it about Leon? Because we looked at them and it's not, it's it's a team with a very great collective spirit. I mean, we remember the team from a few years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, it's changed a bit, but they've maintained a, a good success. So you're, when you're talking with Steve and, and the coaching staff, what would your input be about Leon and what to be careful of? Well, it's a very weird situation for me because I, I know that you know that there's multi-propriety in Mexico. So yeah. Pachuca is, works with Leon. So half of these players, I had them in the academy since they were 10. You know, and the other half, I scouted them when I was when I was over there, so I know them pretty well. Uh, it's been a very successful team, very successful team that has been uh, has been keeping cer certain players for for a long while. Like Tecillo played against you, Mena played against you, mm -hmm. Cota played against you. So they've retained certain important players, and they've been scouting and promoting from the academy, mainly from Pachuca, a lot of players. So. Uh, I know them well, I know that this is going to be huge for them, that this is the, the priority for the, not this year, for the last five years. And uh, now in this stage, I mean, it's going to be a very uh, intense game. They, they will, they're a very vertical team, as you've probably seen. They, yep. they base everything in counter, uh, in counter attacks. And it's going to be, it's going to be difficult. <laughs> as it should be. It's a final. Right. It's it's a final. final. Yeah. yeah, it's not going to be easy, guys. So <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll put it there now. I mean, but they have moved out some um, pivotal players, though, too. Luis Montes, yes. uh, Meneses, obviously Menes still there. Mm -hmm. um, so from, from your perspective, saying that you've scouted these guys, what, what is the profile then? And if they're looking, they're a vertical team, so they're looking for uh, players that carry the ball. They're looking for speedy players. What what kind of profile do they look for? In their, they look in their for. Player? They always play in a four-three-three, and they 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 like their wingers to be very wide and to be very vertical. They're good in one-v-one situations. Both of the wingers, Elias Hernandez, we, we have in we had in Pachuca and Mena, which came from Cruz Azul. They're they're wide wingers that are very good in 1v1 situations and the three in the middle they're they're capable of, of, of playing quick mm -hmm. even though they we say that they play in a 4-4-2 Davila will always drop into the hole and it'll be more of a 4-2-3-1 okay I don't know who's going to play in the center but if they play with uh with this uh, Ambris which is a young boy 2003 he played in the Nacho's, Nacho's kid yeah right no he's not Nacho's kid is he it's related not, like no no they're not related know. they're not related but he played with Christian Torres and uh, Nathan and and Leone in that under twenty team. Oh. So we know him really well. Good player. He's, he's a good player. Yeah. He's a good player. He's dynamic. He's intense. And I think they they will play to that. You know, they will they will trust their intensity. We know Larcamon very well, the the coach. He will try to 
to make it a, a, a crazy game, emotional, just like the game, like the game yesterday. You know, it's it's not about football anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so then, it be, so in that case, then it becomes about moments. It becomes about moments, right? And so, who can keep their cool? You know. And, and now, so if you talk about that, then I then my mind goes straight to MLS Cup, and this, it is. and the LAFC team that was able to come, get above in moments. So did MLS Cup? It's probably the best possible preparation. I mean, it's, I guess it's silly to say another final is the best possible preparation, yes. but the different finals but are is. different. But it is. Right. And, and we try to do that since the academy. It's not important to win things in the academy, but it's important to be in these kind of games, you know, because the, the best preparation to be a champion is to be champion because it, it kind of keeps repeating, you know, people that win, they just keep winning for some reason or another, you know, like Gareth Bale, how many times he, he has done what he did in here. Score you know? a goal late in a big game. Yes, uh, yes. It's a habit. It becomes yeah, a habit for me. It, it becomes yeah. a habit, you know, and uh, well, yeah, then back to your question, yeah, the best preparation and what I'm expecting for, for, for this week is that unpatterned, craziness, emotional, and uh, well, hopefully it'll be about football, you know. A little bit, even. But I think that's a really interesting theme here because how you focus on it, you want to be about football, but there's a lot of things you have to kind of take into consideration. This is going to be a huge <laughs> occasion for Leon. You mentioned they have one in this format, and <laughs> this would kind of put their name on the, the top headline in Mexico. So what else? Just, just so you know, I'm very good friends with the owner, Jesus Martinez, and he called me like 10 minutes ago, and he told me, I haven't slept all week. <laughs> Are you the same? I said, yeah, I, I haven't slept all week. So, Oh, uh, no, you should have lied. Said, we're totally oh, fine. We're, <laughs> we're totally fresh. I'm, I'm, we're feeling I'm good. Calm. We're fresh. I'm completely fresh. Yeah. Sorry, it's a big deal. But, it's, and a it's a big, big deal, deal in the city. It's a massive deal for the city, for the country, for the owners, for everyone involved. If MLS teams win back-to-back... What oh would football God. picante? What would all those shows that talk about Liga oh MX be God. saying? It, would it be? It'll explode because they will criticize everything. They will say that nothing is going well with Mexican football. The players are wrong. The coaches are wrong. Everything's crap. Let's just burn it all. That I think that's going to be the tendency. Do the players wear that? I mean, even, even if they're not playing with the national team, do they? Does that weigh on them? Yes, of course, because it's not a pressure inside the stadium. That's pressure the whole week. You can't go to restaurants. You can't walk through the street. Everyone's in your case all the time. So, yeah, it's big pressure over there. It's a big pressure. <laughs> uh, it's, well, you'll see it. I, I know. I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll feel it. I'll, I'll, I'll feel see it. it, but I just I wonder you know, how much it will benefit to LAFC and MLS to historically, when you look back, if they are able to, to accomplish this. And it, 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 it just opens up. So many possibilities. It makes your possibility for the brand and LAFC and people go, yeah, that's the club that yeah. won the CCL after they won MLS Cup. Yeah, LAFC is known in Mexico because of that game against Leon. When Bella scored and when uh, we came back from that, from the, from losing to Nail, that, that was how the LAFC name was introduced to Mexico. And now we're in the chance to do it again. You know? Would that help you with like with players? Because, you know, Delil Maldonado came from Pachuca in there yes. and that's going to obviously... Uh, at the very least, have players down there saying, I want to kick of the tires course. on playing it, I, there. I've been here for a year and a half, and I've already felt that, that change, you know? Like, in the beginning, uh, it, it was a little bit more difficult to scout players, but not Daniel Maldonado, like Stipe Buk or, 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 or even uh, Mati uh, Bogus. It, it was very difficult to bring young talent from, from abroad. Now they are calling. They are calling. 
<laughs> Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. You said that you hope the final will be about football, and because it's our podcast, we're going to not talk about football now. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about your Instagram, which I enjoy. <laughs> follow oh him. I enjoy greatly. You should follow him on Instagram, yeah. and if you're not, you're missing out on a lot of... Uh, I think what you're doing is good work for the city of Los Angeles, <laughs> because you're, you're going to places that people may not know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we Off-air, we're talking about Jonathan Gold's book, a famous writer in Los Angeles. If you don't know about him, please look him up. He's unfortunately passed, yep. uh, but his writing and his work in finding not just the high-end restaurants, but the taco trucks, the hole in the walls, and you've been going out of your way to find those. How, yeah, how fun no, has that been for you? It's a lot of fun for me and my wife. We try to go into these, uh, every time that we have like two hours uh, for free, we try to pick a, a restaurant from the Jonathan Gold's Trail and go there. We've been to Greek restaurants, uh, Armenian restaurants. I, I mean, you know, LA, every, everything, in the world is here in LA. So, and if it has helped me a lot also to to get to know the city and the That's communities great. and and how 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 LA was built, you know? It's difficult to understand LA because it's not like other cities that they come from a city center or a downtown and then they expand. In here it's like a lot of centers all over <laughs> the place and uh, and communities that are integrated but you go to a Korean restaurant and all the people that are sitting down are Korean and the menu is in Korean and everyone's speaking in Korean. So it's it's truly, it's like if you travel to Korea. Authentic. Yeah, it's authentic. Everybody. It's not uh, it's not trying to, to cater for the American palate. It's really authentic. That's you know? very well put. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna, I mean, you're doing these restaurants a service because I'm going to Bang Bang Noodle <laughs> in Culver City because the, the video is saying, I go, that looks pretty good. Your no, photography is pretty good, yeah, too. I'm not going to lie. You do a pretty good job. Your football <laughs> thing is doing great. <laughs> so, but in case you want to maybe, uh, maybe later in life you want to try be a, a food vlog or something, you might be able to pull it off. Yeah, no, we really love eating. We're, we've been foodies for, for our entire lives. And, uh, well, just Richard Roscoe opened this Instagram account for me and said, well, what am I going to upload? I do nothing. And then I just started... That's probably what he told you. He says, yeah. give it time, you'll yeah. figure out where it is yeah. so that you're yeah. going to post again. Yeah, what is, exactly. And maybe this will be hard to answer because you have gone to so many. What is something that you haven't gotten to try yet that maybe you've kind of been on your list and you haven't gotten to go Oof, eat it yet? Well, actually, there's a paella place that I want to try, but it o- only opens on Thursdays. And for some reason, I'm never available on a Thursday. You need like a password? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this place, okay. this paella place. Yeah. What is your... What is your um, that means their business is good if they can open up one. Night. You come yeah. to us No, they five do seafood every day and they only oh, the do paella, paella, paella on Thursdays. Thursdays. Yeah, okay. yeah. And then what is your, uh, obviously, clearly you're, you're willing to venture out of your comfort zone, but what yes. you, you like spicy food? What is your... Spicy food. Yeah. Spicy food, whatever it is, Korean, Indian, I really love it. Yeah. I really love it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. concerts too, because I see you hitting some concerts on IG as well. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. Music and food. Yeah. You are cultured music, football, food. Yeah, you Holy have Trinity. to, because it's so emotional, you have to have a life outside, otherwise you just get consumed through it, you know? <laughs> I was expecting another Superman or something. The, the Chirundolo drive-by. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to start, like when people pass by me, I'm going to think it's Steve, wherever we are. It was a bit disappointing that he just walked I through. I know. That, yeah. that helps you with your work, right? When you, you have that clarity and you said, I'm enjoying myself, I'm eating, I'm spending time with my family, I'm spending time with... Uh, going to, hearing music that I like and that helps you with your day to day of course I, I think that it, it also brings a, a range of, of experiences that you can also bring in here when we started talking about the Academy Plus actually I'm it was something that I brought in from the Philharmonica, you know, because in the Philharmonic, they 
they have uh, guest directors. I said, why don't we have guest directors to coach our, our kids, you know, our, our best talented kids? And now we brought in the Mexican national team coach, the American national team coach, the Guatemala national team coach to have a, a session, just like guest directors in Wait, an so orchestra. You, you, that idea sprung because you saw that with the guest directors in the Philharmonic. Yes, yes and I spoke to take a director. A, the, and I spoke to a director and he said, no, I really enjoy seeing my musicians with other kind of leadership because I get to know a little bit more about them. I thought like, mm, that, that's an interesting idea. You know? I'm so glad I asked that question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. How often? How often have you do, have you done stuff like that? Sorry, when I when I hear that, it's it sounds um, and I don't want to drop his name, but Pep, very Pep Guardiola like because he he studies chess masters and then finds a way to bring it in. Yeah. You know, bringing life experiences. Have you always been that way? I, I think I've always been that way, but I didn't do it in in a sense that I wanted to 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 improve my my professional uh, uh, life through other experiences. I just did it. Because I wanted to, right? Yeah, yeah. and it nat this na it, a natural byproduct of it. It's a natural byproduct. It wasn't intentional. Yeah, you can't you way. can't force it. You can't force it. No, but no. it's going to come out of you because you're you and you're yeah, you're, going you're your always work. thinking about football, and then you see all these experiences and you see all these things, and oh, that kind of looks like what we're doing. You know, maybe we, if we tweak this and that, maybe it can apply. Yep. And you're not shortchanging your time in LA. You're in, you're, you're, no, you I feel mean, very comfortable here. I can my tell. My God, I love this place. It's so nice. It's it's so good. It's like it has everything that the world has to offer. So if you don't, if you're bored with LA, you're you're bored with life, basically. <laughs> Put it on a T-shirt. <laughs> That's, that's a good. A, that's a good spot. You're with LA. Never has a more uh, accurate expression been uh, said on this podcast, Mark. We're so we're thrilled that you're here and we get to hear these things. It's a, a different perspective that uh, I'm glad our audience is able to listen to. And uh, thanks for your insight as well about how big this week is going to be. It's going to be massive. So you're going down, correct? Yeah, I'm going right. down. Big nice spot in Leon or Guanajuato that you'll hit. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I have it on my list. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Noticed. You'll see it in the Instagram. Well, look out for <laughs> see, there you go. Follow the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> we know a lot of you are going to make that trip there. Obviously, Marco, say hello. Uh, enjoy it. Be safe. And we'll be ready for the second leg. And we'll be back here on Inside LAFC MVP to recap. I don't want to say. We'll recap the final. We'll recap the final. We'll leave it at there. Marco, thanks for joining us. No, thanks a lot, Max. Thanks a lot. Vince, as always, Cheers. we love Vince. I'm Max. We'll see you next time.